We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Depending on who you ask, it's either a long-standing and honored Chicago tradition as synonymous with the Windy City as deep-dish pizza, or yet another chilly reminder that even in the middle of a deep freeze, the coldest of hearts still walk, or in this case, drive among us. Either way, it's a controversial four-letter word, dibs. Yep, the act of shoveling, snowblowing, or otherwise clearing out a parking spot on your street and placing an item in that space to claim it as yours. And the comedic side of dibs is that these things range from the religious to the ridiculous. I've definitely seen religious statues. Ironing boards. I think the the craziest was probably a couch in a spot, just a beat to hell couch. You can see like um, demented Barbie dolls. More often than not, it's like old baby related things. I've seen so many strollers and uh, an entire crib. Uh, I saw a grandfather clock one time. It seems like if you have the back to haul that out there, you don't really need the dibs. But with the struggle for street parking at an all time high, clear parking spots during snow events are about as rare as a Cubs World Series win. This week on Courier Pigeon, we dig into dibs. The pros, the cons, its history, and what, if anything, the city of Chicago can do to help those on both sides of the shovel. I'm Lizzie Baumgartner. First, for the uninitiated, here's some dibs 101. Ideally, other drivers are to recognize your claim on the portion of the street that you've dug out from the snow, and they'll look for parking somewhere else. However, there is no official law on the books that recognizes dibs. Some drivers don't abide by this multi-generational example of Arctic groupthink. They'll just remove or even park over the item, desperate to get out of the cold and probably feeling lucky to have scored a piece of pavement that they didn't clear. When you go through that two hours, three hours of shoveling, the last thing you need is to finish shoveling and look at somebody else pull into your space. That's Gary Chico, a longtime Chicago resident who has held several notable jobs over the years, including chief of staff to former Mayor Richard M. Daley, board president of both Chicago Public Schools and the Chicago Park District, and the chairman of the Illinois State Board of Education. And he's not shy about his devotion to dibs. For him, it goes back to childhood. 
I remember shoveling out spaces as early as the 60s. Sometimes we do it for ourselves, our parents. Sometimes we do it for other people, get a few bucks, right? So when you're a young kid, you know, getting five bucks to shovel out a space was big money. Would ride down the streets and see chairs, pianos, garbage cans, whatever you had to mark your spot. And I thought nothing of it. I would just go and I said, oh, okay, this woman shoveled out her space. She wants to put her car out. It's fine. Having lived in Rogers Park, Bridgeport, and now West Bucktown, Chicago resident Kurt Fieser says he can't remember a time when he didn't know about parking dibs. Because I grew up in the suburbs, um, but uh, every Christmas day we would visit my great aunt Marge, and they lived in like West Rogers Park. Sometimes it would be snowy on Christmas, sometimes it wouldn't, but I remember like my earliest memory was going there and seeing just like chairs in the street and like tables and stuff like that and not understanding like why are these things in the street? And then my dad, of course, was like, well, I don't think he called it dibs specifically, but he's like, you know, people are saving their parking spot because they uh, shoveled out their their place. So, and then I think just being a Chicagoan or, you know, living in the area, you just, you know about dibs. So this phenomenon appears to have been passed down through the generations like a recipe. Without explanation, it's just the way our parents did it, and their parents, and so on. Look, <laughs> this has been going on for 100 plus years, right? Maybe longer, as the city developed. This is not a new phenomenon. It's something where if we all just roll with the punches here, we should be able to get through these winters without having much of an issue. Gary ran for mayor in Chicago twice, most recently in 2019. And during both campaigns, he was vocally pro-dibs. In fact, that same year, according to the Chicago Tribune, Goose Island Beer Company released a new porter, actually called Dibs, and put out the call on social media for high-profile Chicagoans to come debate the much-contested Dibs issue live in front of an audience at their taproom on West Fulton Street. Gary was the only mayoral candidate who accepted the challenge. So everyone's got to take on Dibs. But where did Dibs come from? Has it really been a Chicago standoff for a century, like Gary said? When did our population communally agree to just accept it? Peter Alter, I'm the Gary T. Johnson Chief Historian and Director of the Studs Trickle Center for Oral History at the Chicago History Museum. For some context on just how long we've dealt with dibs, we reach out to Peter, who has been at the Chicago History Museum for over 20 years. One day in his line of work, he found a Chicago Tribune article from February 9th, 1967. That date is significant because it was exactly two weeks after the 67 Chicago blizzard, which dumped 23 inches of snow here in just under 30 hours. As of this recording, it's still Chicago's greatest snowfall in one storm, boasting 50 mile per hour winds that created 15 foot drifts a prime mix for a need to dig out countless automobiles from mountains of snow. The article is very short, but it does say, you know, we don't know where we land, whether on the side of the people who dig out those spots and put chairs and whatnot in them, or uh, the side of the people who don't do any digging and uh, just kind of comfortably pull into a spot on the street. So this is definitely the first time that I've saw a specific reference to what we know today as dibs. 
And as long as there's been dibs, there have been dibs-related altercations and retaliations, ranging from fistfights to slash tires, broken windows, and cut brake lines. We reach out to Cook County Sheriff Spokesman Matt Wahlberg, who told us there is no tangible data for dibs-related retaliation because the culprit would need to be caught in the act. But Kurt tells us an experience that might not be uncommon, one where the retaliation involved the snow itself, or what was left of it. So when I was living in Bridgeport, one particular neighbor uh, was very serious about being able to park in front of their building where they lived. Um, so they would always like clean it out. He, 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 it went beyond shoveling. He would snow blow around his car um, to make sure there was space in front of it or behind it that perfectly fit the vehicle that he drove. And uh, a couple of days after one of these crazy snowstorms, he didn't put anything in the spot. I think he only left for, I don't, I don't even know how long he left. It couldn't have been that long, but someone uh, came in and parked in his spot. And then he came back and uh, uh, was very upset about this. I, you know, I didn't see, you know, when he got back or see the person who parked the car. I just suddenly heard the sound of a snowblower. You know, when it hits a big chunk of snow, it makes it kind of, the motor slows down, it doesn't work, and then it would stop, and then it would start, and then it would stop. And this neighbor was, uh, the, the parkway was covered in snow. So the parkway is, if you're not from Chicago, it's like that place between the sidewalk and the street. Uh, and those, that was, you know, probably had two feet of snow in it. And he was uh, going into that and, you know, angling his snowblower hood to just throw the snow on top of this car. And he must've been out there for an hour just covering this. And it wasn't a small car, it was like an SUV. He covered pretty much the entire car. It just looked like a giant white egg. It could be said that Midwesterners, not just Chicagoans in particular, have a certain unique type of passive aggression. Last year, Chicago Magazine even ran a quiz to test this theory. And it seems in terms of dibs, Chicagoans who are thwarted by someone taking their cleared-out parking spot almost make their revenge cathartic. That was just a little too much for me. That is uh, on a whole new level. I mean, it's better than you hear these stories, true or not, of, you know, someone went and got their hose and then covered your car in, in water and then it, you know, froze up or they, they would take out your window or something like that. So this is relatively benign but the commitment to spend an hour at least out of your day just to cover someone's car for spite of them taking your spot was pretty crazy. <laughs> and out of the millions of items that have been used to hold spots over the years in the name of Dibs, none have gotten more eyes than West Ridge residents, Adam Selzer's object of choice. Every time there's a polar vortex, that's one of the ways that I entertain myself is freezing up a pair of pants. You heard that right. In 2021, Adam took dibs into his own hands, or rather slacks. Generally, I don't really feel the need to save spots that often myself. When I had, I think once or twice, I've set out some old lawn chairs. And when somebody stole them, I didn't feel too bad. You wouldn't want to put out a treasure there because there is always a chance somebody's going to take it. So Adam froze a couple pairs of his own pants and positioned them upright in a parking spot. It was like they were on some sort of invisible mannequin. If you uh, get a pair of pants soaking wet, take it outside in a polar vortex, it'll be frozen solid in about half an hour. 
And then you can just set them up in fun poses or take pictures and have fun with them. And one particular polar vortex, I thought it'd be fun to set them up in a parking space like it was dibs. I didn't actually use it. It was just kind of a proof of concept to take the picture, but it just kind of spiraled out of control once it got onto the internet, as these things occasionally do. And he's right. His pants stunt went viral, leading to international TV exposure from being interviewed by Kelly Clarkson to even a Japanese game show. Even now, two years later, I'm still getting calls about the frozen pants. That's uh, what it's going to say on my tombstone is a uh, pant positioner. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. who takes the steps that Kurt's neighbor did with the snowblower, or you're not creative enough to make a scene with your dibs items like Adam, what can you do if someone does take your spot? Gary has some recommendations. Oh, I think you could do one of a couple of things. You could probably write a nice note, leave it on the car, express your feelings, if you know what I mean. Uh, or you can, if there happens to be snow on the windshield and you think it's a fresh park, you just use your finger to write a little love note right on the front windshield. Look, we're not, it's not a law. We're not out there to call the police over it. You can't. Well, perhaps not in Chicago. The concept of claiming a spot isn't unique to Chicago. There are plenty of stories online about Boston, Baltimore, and Philadelphia where dibs is called savesies. But in the city of brotherly love, placing usual household items in the street in lieu of your car is actually against the law. According to a 2017 article from AccuWeather.com, the Philadelphia Police Department began a no savesies campaign almost 10 years ago, even encouraging citizens to get the cops involved directly rather than retaliate. In the article, the Philadelphia Police Department's spokesman, Sergeant Eric Grip, says, quote, rather than the homeowner or somebody who's just trying to park moving the item themselves and placing their car there, we encourage them to call 911. Let the police come and handle it. My last experience with dibs, period, was uh, I dug out a spot and I drove to work. And when I came back, that spot that I dug out had something else in there. Like somebody had put a chair in the spot that I dug out earlier. Now living in Long Beach, California, Nicholas Papaleo called various Chicago neighborhoods home for 25 years, including Humboldt Park, Logan Square, Ukrainian Village, and Pilsen. So I moved that spot, parked in that spot, and then I came out the next morning to a sign that said, and they keyed my car in a spot that I dug out. So that was my last experience with dibs. After that, I, I was looking for garages on Craigslist that I could rent a spot for the winter. And that's what I ended up doing like my last probably two years in Chicago. I always had to walk two or three blocks to the garage. That was the last time. I was like, that was, I was like that's it. I just don't want to deal with what I consider the most frustrating experience of Chicago winter. There does seem to be a comic madness to dibs as a whole. 
Is it just because snow and property is involved? You could argue that something as simple as a dinner reservation or asking someone to hold your spot in line while you use the restroom are some form of dibs, right? Kurt Fieser again. It, it seems so silly that it, 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 if it's come to this point that it needs to be like an enforceable offense. I mean, it just seems to, to me like common sense of, you know, uh, if we're all parking on the street, we're kind of all in this together. Chicago has so many positives and so many good things going for it. And one thing I always loved about Chicago is a, a sense of unity, especially in the winter, and we're all in this together. At first listen, it might sound like Kurt and Nicholas agree. In fact, they just said the same thing. We're all in this together. But it's interesting to note that although both of them come to the table with the baseline of togetherness, Nicholas, to his own admittance, has been vocally anti-dibs. I've dug out my car several times over several years, sometimes even multiple times a day. And if somebody else took that spot, not once did I ever think, that's my spot. The other people had to dig their cars out too. You're not the only person who dug your car out of snow. And you don't know the circumstances about anybody who parked in any specific spot. Winter is a terrible time in Chicago. And and to just have this sense of pure selfishness kind of drives me nuts. I don't know. I, I just always thought it was a, a bad, selfish look. And what about the argument Gary made earlier about how Dibs has seemingly just always been around and therefore should be respected as tradition? I think that is a lazy way of thinking and that apply that to so many other aspects of life is just a, I don't know, we're better than that. Just because we've done something doesn't mean it should be done. At no other time of the year do you get to, are you able to do this? And at what point does it end? I've seen dibs when there's no snow on the ground. That's, that's where the argument to me falls is like snow's gone or there's a quarter of an inch of snow like you didn't you don't have to dig out anymore and there's still chairs and laundry baskets and lamps and i don't know all sorts of clutter in the streets and there is no reason for it to be there after years of dibs frustration and as nicholas's career in sound editing for video games and film continued to grow he relocated to another densely populated area greater los angeles which certainly has its own set of vehicle congestion problems. So here's a question we had for him. Having experience in two hugely populated cities, what's worse, trying to park during a snowy Chicago winter or driving anywhere, even on a nice day in greater Los Angeles? <laughs> well, I would say, and probably contrary to what people out here would say, but parking out here is so much easier. I have had significantly fewer issues finding parking in LA than I have in Chicago. Trying to find a spot in the further north neighborhoods like Lincoln Park or whatever is just absolutely brutal. They're probably equally frustrating, but uh, I don't know. If I have to park five blocks away, I don't mind parking five blocks away because I can walk. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna slip on the ice and hit my head. Whether you stand by your spot and support dibs or you fall more on the everyone for themselves mentality, one thing we can likely agree on is that the dibs debate is extremely Chicago. As much as defending your favorite Italian beef place or your devotion to either the Cubs or the White Sox. 
In closing, Peter Alter told us how the whole debacle reflects the culture of Chicago. We love to talk about our rough winters and we're known uh, all around the world for people who are familiar with our city about our rough winters. I was recently in London for a work trip and sitting at a table with people from Poland and people from the UK and they're both like, wow, you guys have tough winters. Uh, so this idea that Chicagoans are going to get to work and dig themselves out, whether the snow plows come around or not. You know, I think it speaks to our self-image of weather and our self-image of Chicagoans just getting down to work and, and doing the work, uh, whether or not they're going to get uh, assistance from the city. Thanks for listening to this episode of WBBM Courier Pigeon, our newest podcast. Subscribe to us on the Odyssey app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts so you don't miss an episode. WBBM Courier Pigeon is an original podcast production. It is produced, written, and edited by Jim Hankey, Ariel Ravenet, and Lizzie Baumgartner. Reporting for this episode was done by Jim Hankey and Ariel Ravenet, with editorial direction by Lizzie Baumgartner. Thanks for listening to WBBM Courier Pigeon. I'm Lizzie Baumgartner. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.